Governor, I got Mike Wagner with the dispatch on the line. Hey, Mike. Hi, Governor. Thanks for taking time. Appreciate it very, very much. Sure, sure. Pretty compelling series. Pretty horrible. Thank you, and it is it is horrible. And um, the the newspaper has been writing about hazing or doing an investigation throughout the year. It actually started back in the spring when we decided to take a look at how often hazing is finding its way into the uh, criminal justice system. It's considered a fourth-degree misdemeanor currently under our law, and we found that at that time anyways, there were only five hazing charges in the courts in all of the uh, the major universities in our state. So it's, it's rarely finding its way into the courts yeah. uh, to police. But just in general, your reaction to every university official we've talked to law enforcement, prosecutors. This is a, a problem that plagues campuses across the country, certainly here in Ohio, and it seems to be escalating in its nature with spiked paddles, with locking pledges in cages, with forcing them to do cocaine and so on. Your reaction to how uh, this has become uh, an increasing threat to college students? Well, it's a horrible thing that when someone goes off to college at 18 years of age or 19, 17, you know, that's, this is not something that parents should, would expect to happen. You know, this is 2019. One would have hoped that this behavior would have gone away. Uh, it certainly has not. You know, clearly there has to be a change in culture at some of these fraternities, some of these bands. You know, several things need to be done. We need to give prosecutors more tools you know, the definition of hazing needs to be revised and expanded. It's a very narrow definition. Mm -hmm. If you look at the definition, let me pull it out here. I know you looked at it, but, you know, initiation, the use of the term initiation in, in this definition limits it. It certainly should be expanded and broadened. Second, this should be at a minimum a fourth degree felony. If I was writing it, I would... I would make it a fourth-degree felony with the ability to increase from a fourth degree up to a more ser even more serious, uh, depending on the harm to the individual. Mm -hmm. And I think that you know there also should be a requirement, you know, of a reporting to to the local police that once the university has in, has information about it, they should have a duty to report that within 24 hours to the local police department. Probably need to build into the statute something, I guess, that Florida has done, which is a safe harbor mm -hmm. provision. You, you don't want a situation which we hear about and which you reported on where the person doesn't get help and, you know, there's a delay in calling the emergency squad. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want people concerned about punishment in, when making life or death decisions about whether to give their friend, you know, whether to call the emergency squad for their friend. So, you know, those are some of the things that I think the legislature should look at. I know there's a bill in, but those are the main things I think should be contained in legislation. Look, there, there is a reluctance goes back decades that certainly existed when I was a county prosecutor for universities to, to involve the police and for universities to involve prosecutors. Mm -hmm. And that just, I think we've made some progress in that, but, you know, this is a case that if you really want to start seeing a real deterrent, 
some people have to get prosecuted. Mm-hmm. And prosecution can, can serve as a as a significant deterrent. And, you know, we shouldn't have to wait until somebody dies for there to be prosecution. If these can get reported, and I know that the secrecy of the organization many times makes it difficult for that information to get outside the organization. But, you know, more criminal prosecutions would be a good thing, even in cases where, you know, no one dies. Right, and it's it's that threat of consequences to that level that pros- well, prosecutors right. and law enforcement have told us. Well, right, and you got to look, but it's just, it's many things. It's not just changing. It's not just making the law tougher. That's important. Mm-hmm. But you need to broaden the definition so that the prosecutor can can use that section more easily. You know, the prosecution also, of course, under Ohio law, has felonious assault or different kinds mm-hmm. of assaults. That those are tools that exist now, so those certainly can be used. But there has to be a real premium put on reporting these cases to the police and let the police investigate. And I think that's just as important as increasing the penalty, although I'm certainly in favor of you know, increasing the, the penalty. We have developed a pretty close relationship, obviously, with the Wyant family, who uh, lost their son Colin at Ohio University last year. And they have very much been engaged and involved in trying to raise awareness to this, change the culture of you just spoke to. But they, it was really important for them to hopefully that Ohio would join the other 11 states that would make this a felony and increase the penalties. And they asked us, do you think the governor would support that? And clearly you're now you know, telling us you do. So what message personally would you have to the Wyant family? Well, there's nothing worse than losing a child. My wife, Fran, I know that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, first, my deepest sympathy to them. Second, I thank them for trying to make something positive out of this tragedy mm-hmm. and trying to change things. I think public awareness is important. In 2019, this should not be something that we tolerate or that we laugh about or that we, you know, have, have any tolerance for. Mm-hmm. I truly believe there has to be zero tolerance for hazing. And, you know, whether someone dies or does not die, there's, there's, these, are, these are still reprehensible conduct. Look, I think any parent sending, sending a child off to college after reading your story or stories would be very apprehensive about their child getting involved in any organization that might have hazing involved. Agree. Were you in a fraternity? No. Okay. Just I was married. <laughs> well, you uh, you preempted uh, my other questions by by speaking to the main issues all on your own. So okay, so really appreciate your time, and um, this is an issue that we're going to continue to uh, to dive into. You know, thank you for doing that. I mean, this issue, this thing cannot just go away until the next mm-hmm. person dies. Yep. I mean, we have got to do something, and it's got to be part of. You know, I know from talking to college presidents, they're very concerned about this. I guess, you know, the only thing I would add is that this has to be treated with, you know, great seriousness, and there has to be significant effort made on every every campus for prevention. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I know many colleges are doing that, but I think every college, every university has to do that. You know, we've, we've seen this in fraternities. We've seen it in bands. I'm sure there's other places where you... Athletics. You might, yep, athletics. But 
you know, just as we are, universities are becoming, thank heavens, more more proactive in regards to the issue of sexual harassment, mm-hmm. that they have to be very proactive in regard to prevention and education in this area. You know, they've got to make it so that it can be reported easily. And, and candidly, when it, when it does occur, you know, universities have to be very quick once they find out about it to refer it to the police and to the prosecutors mm-hmm. because, you know, the criminal justice system exists as for several reasons, but one of the main reasons our criminal laws exist is to provide a deterrent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's no more effective deterrent than, than some well-publicized prosecutions. Yep. I appreciate, again, you're always accessible. And if Dan's on this call, again, I called two days ago and he made this happen. So thank you. Okay. You're welcome, Mike. Thanks. Thanks, Governor. See you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.